Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Nth Dimension. Uh, the ep- episode four, we haven't changed the name. We've stuck to the Nth Dimension. Why am I saying we? I. Um, I'm Shreya, and this is my podcast, episode four, What's Up World? Um, a friendly conversation on the stuff of life, society, politics, philosophy, the noise happening inside my head that hopefully you can relate to, and my favorite, the freakish coincidence of just being alive. Um, so What's Up World is becoming like this once a week thing that I do where I talk about what's happening in the world. And this is the second week of What's Up World. And when I was picking and choosing um, headlines to talk about today, uh, I realized just now, actually, before I hit hit the before I went live, I realized that uh, the theme somehow for today's conversation is going to be about the human condition, uh, because some of the stories that I've uh, chosen reflect on what it means to be human um, and how people react to um, adverse situations and how communities can come together or don't come together. Um, And it's always interesting because every day that we are here, we're just being human and we're responding to positive and negative situations in interesting ways. And everybody reacts differently depending on their personal history, genetic history. Um, Yeah. So the first story that that I want to talk about is how a woman in Fayette County in Georgia posted a picture of a man sleeping in a McDonald's booth. And she posted online and she, uh, she, she was shaming him almost, and she wrote, just another reason for me to leave Fayetteville. I was in the McDonald's in the middle of town, and I saw this guy sleeping in the booth. And I go and I tell the employee, um, I go and I tell the employee that someone is asleep in their booth, and her response was, oh, yeah, we know, he, 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 it's okay. And I said, not really, but whatever. Um, so while she was sort of ridiculing him, uh, the response of people online and and his and the guy's community, his, his name is Simon Childs, his, his, the response of his community was the complete opposite. Because after the picture was posted online, people, um, people started lending support. And it's a very heartening story because um, a barber in the neighborhood offered to give him a haircut to go for interviews. And he's not homeless because, uh, because he doesn't want to work or uh, because he wants to bum around. He, his, his, he's 21 years old. His mother passed away recently. He has a child. He works at McDonald's and he was just resting between two of his shifts. Um, so, so somebody set him up with a haircut. He, somebody lent him a car. He's been getting job offers. And now he's been able, this one incident of supposed shaming by a woman has actually led to help from his community. So that made me realize, you know, we, uh, we're so quick to jump to conclusions when we see 
homeless people or when we see drug addicts and we're so quick to point fingers like oh they can they can do so they can they can work and you know all they have to do is get a job whether it's in the serv like whether it's working at McDonald's or sweeping or collecting garbage it's just oh, why can't they get their life together we judge them so harshly but um but homelessness and drug addiction like there's they're so people are so vulnerable and we don't know how they came to be maybe we don't know again like i go back we don't know their personal history we don't we don't know their gene makeup we don't know that some people are more prone to addiction than others and uh maybe some people are not able to cope with the stresses of life and with depression and anxiety and one bad event can snowball into homelessness so if we don't know the hows and whys of someone's life then how does that give us the right to judge anybody harshly um so it was so heartening to see that Simon Childs this uh man who was photographed and tried to and the woman tried to shame him was actually lent support by the community and perhaps this will be the catalyst in helping turn his life around um the this the, i got the story from a bbc from bbc trending and if you want to check it out it's called support for homeless mcdonald's worker shamed on facebook um and the article ends on a very interesting note it the i'll just read out the last four lines many photographs are shared in private groups specifically set up to criticize a particular behavior for example one facebook page dedicated to sharing examples of airplane passengers acting inappropriately has more than 516,000 likes so what does this say about the human condition that we uh want that we laugh at other people's misery instead of lending a helping hand or emotional support no matter that you don't you don't have to give money not even financial support but sometimes all people need is an ear and compassion um but we're so quick to laugh at people's misery and 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 laugh at the at their at the risk of um embarrassing them um i too did this um i still i still remember i was it was my mother's birthday and uh i was about i was like i was in my mid teenage years and my my father my mother and i we were walking to the restaurant to to have Uh, to celebrate my mother's birthday dinner and on the way there there were a couple of steps and my and my mother literally she tripped and she fell face forward and my my reaction was to laugh and i still look back at it and i wonder why that was it whether i used humor as a, a response reaction or i was laughing at her misery i don't know um but but it but it but this is these facebook groups or these uh, online groups uh poking fun at people's mishaps is telling of the human condition and i wonder in what sense um another news that caught my eye was and this has been going around for a long time um i'm sure many of you have heard of it um and funnily enough this is also a story from georgia um a baby girl was found inside a plastic bag um crying and she's she's a miracle because in any other because she survived she was found in a plastic bag a family heard her cries um and she's living she survived she's become a little bit of a celebrity now literally a little celebrity uh now she's been nicknamed baby india and she was found on june 6 um in in the middle of uh 
woods in, in, in Georgia. And she's been nicknamed Baby India. Uh, I was trying to find out how and why this name came about, Baby India. Um, is it because India has a lot of vulnerable, abandoned, orphaned children? I don't know. I haven't been able to figure it out. Um, but but yeah, she's a miracle because she's she's alive, she's thriving. People are, and she's with child services. Um, officials in in Georgia of Forsyth County have not been able to find out um, who her her parents, her family is, who did this. Um, but but people are waiting to adopt her now. Um, so there are many things that I want to talk about in this. Uh, hopefully, I can manage my train of thoughts. First of all. Um, there are many kids. This is something that I am going to talk about in one of my podcasts, Adoption. Um, there are many kids out there uh, that are abandoned, orphaned, in foster care, waiting to be adopted. Um, however, for some reason, um, adoption is always the last choice of parents. Um, it's first natural produ- reproduction, um, then artificial insemination, IVF, and then, if at all, um adoption um so i'm not going to go into much detail right now because this this is an episode that i want to do i want to talk about adoption uh but baby india is in my opinion uh a bit lucky that she's been bumped up on the list of adoption because she has become a little bit of a celebrity um the fact that she survived that she's a miracle uh there's like a um like a halo of awe around her and and people want people probably want to be a part of it uh maybe i'm putting more thought and um more thought than needs to go in this but um and one of the articles that i was reading does say that there are many children in georgia in foster care that are uh waiting to be adopted um so while baby india may have this like halo of um miracle and again going back I, th- I think miracles attract humans because, you know, just being here and on this planet, this universe is a bit of a miracle. So sometimes when things don't have explanation, I think that's highly attractive because everything people try want everything to be explained scientifically, but, and through rationality, but not everything has an explanation. The fact that this child lived, even though she was wrapped in a plastic bag with no room to breathe um, and she's surviving. Um, another interesting thing that I found out um, was that um, Georgia has this very interesting policy. The Georgia's Division of Family and Children's Services has a policy where parents have up to 30 days uh, to return, to turn in a newborn baby if they feel they're unable unable to take care of a child. Uh, The baby must be handed to someone at a police or fire station or hospital, and parents do not have to provide baby names. Um, I'm from India, and and in India, in any part of the country, you will see a lot of uh, newborn babies, a lot of young young kids on the streets in highly vulnerable conditions. So for for me, it's a constant reminder not to become immune to the plight of vulnerable children. Uh, when I read this, that Georgia has um, has a has a system where parents can turn in their children without ostracizing them, we don't know what led what the conditions that 
uh, circumstances that led to the baby's birth and in America anyways. Um, um, what's the, um, it, it's, I'm losing the word right now. Uh, anyways, in America, it's a highly uh, um, ostracized topic to, to not have children anyways. Um, what's the word, Alex? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, when you, when you don't want to have abortion, damn, <laughs> Alex is my producer. She's in the room right now. Um, I just, I lost that word. Anyways, um, uh, abortion is a highly contentious topic in America anyways. So, uh, if you are, I'm so scared of using this word now, quote unquote, forced to have a baby and you don't want to, and you don't want to keep it. Georgia has, uh, a pla has, has services. If you want to turn in your child, I think. Uh, I, when I read that, I automatically thought of India because in India, girl children are still not as wanted, especially in rural parts of the country. And if, and, and they are abandoned, much like baby India was, uh, they're dropped in dumpsters, they're dropped in the middle of the road, they're killed. Um, and if this, if something, if this um, opportunity, the service of turning a child in was, was brought to India, I think that could um, that could, that could cause great change. Um, and yeah, and I thought that, that, um, that was, that was a very, that was very interesting for me to find out. Um, anyways, uh, going back to adoption and I'm going to end it there in 2018, the article I read on Atlanta news now title offers for adoption, even college money pouring for baby India. Uh, so many people want to help her because she's a miracle child. Anyways, in 2018, DFCS was involved in 1,200 adoptions. So there's so many kids waiting to be um, adopted. And DFCS is going back, Georgia's Division of Family and Children's Services. So two very, uh, two stories that started negatively but ended on a very positive note. So again, there is this there is a thread running here for me about what does it say about the human condition strangers are giving money to this child for her college like at the risk of sounding morbid she may not even live that long who knows how where and how her life is gonna go right but people are are already pitching in for her college education so uh so it's so interesting uh how humans respond to to things um the last thing that i want to talk about um is the migrant crisis at the u.s mexico border i'm sure uh, a lot of you have heard a lot about this because um ever since trump became the president of the united states of america um in fact it was on his manifesto to create a wall at the u.s mexico border to reduce the number of people illegally migrating into the country and that that was one of his key running points um he he has politicized um a very uh, an issue that people are vulnerable to um the reason people are migrating from central america especially el salvador honduras and guatemala is because there is a lot a lot a lot a lot of violence that we cannot even imagine. I'm sitting here in Toronto in Stat Market, um, a very uh, hipster place, if I can say so, and sitting here with colors around me and interesting shops, people enjoying their weekend. I can't imagine 
it, I cannot imagine the violence, gun, uh, drug violence that people, kids, young people uh, face in countries like El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, where people are trying to migrate from into America for a better life and to, to escape death. Um, these countries have some of the highest homicide rates. Um, it's, it's, it's no joke. And it's unfortunate that, um, that the leader of the most powerful country in the world has politicized um, this issue. And I, I have in front of me a UNHCR report and please take these statistics with a pinch of salt because I have not done my due dil diligence and double check these figures. But um, the report says that current homicide rates are among the highest ever recorded in Central America. Several, several cities, including San Salvador, Tegucigalpa and San Pedro Sula are among the 10 most dangerous in the world. Um, the most visible evidence of violence is the high rate of brutal homicides, but other human rights abuses are on the rise, including the recruitment of children into gangs, extortion, and sexual violence. Like these are things that, you know, we don't, we don't want to inflict on anybody. And we're lucky that we're lucky to be living in a, I'm lucky to be living in a place like Toronto and Canada, where there's so many opportunities, there's so many government services, and I'm not living around violence. Anyways, I've digressed a lot, but, um, I'm sure that you guys have heard a lot about the Mexico, U.S.-Mexico border migrant crisis. One particular um, visual has has created a lot of talk around the world and important and an important one. A picture was found of a father, Alberto Martinez, 25, and his 24-month-old daughter, Angie Valeria, um, found face down lying um in Rio Grande um and her tiny arms are wrapped around her father's neck um and her and her body sort of like in his t-shirt and they're both lying face down it's it's as i say this i have goosebumps because um to be for humans who i think for a long period of their life think they're invincible for for people to see people like that face down absolutely helpless um i think that image can cause a lot of uh can can cause emotions and can stir emotions in in humans and i think that's what that picture did um this 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 is going to go in many directions and i say this again i hope i'm able to keep up with my own train of thoughts um of course that they were from el salvador and of course they were trying to seek uh, asylum in the united states um, and this picture has gone viral, much like if you see the picture, you can check it out. Just Google uh, U.S.-Mexico border crisis. And the first thing that, that you will see now is the picture of this father daughter found washed ashore in Rio Grande face down. Um, and what this picture reminded me of was little Alan Cordy, who washed up on the Turkish shore. I believe it was uh, 2016. I can't quite remember uh, now recently um, when the Syrian crisis was happening. And I kind of don't like using the word crisis also because it is a crisis, but we're also normalizing the situation by using the word over and over again. Uh, when the Sy uh, 
And the Syrian war is obviously still happening, but there's not a lot of uh, media coverage on it now. But when Alan Kurdi, who was only three, um, washed up on the Turkish shore, it it humanized the um, the Europe, the so-called Europe migrant crisis. How many people from the from Syria were uh, getting hopping on flimsy boats and trying to find their way to Europe to escape the tragedies tragedies of war. Um, he didn't survive. His father is now in Canada. Um, and he's the only member of the family who survived. His name is Abdullah, his wife, Rehan, and two sons drowned on their journey to Europe and uh, have so have goosebumps right now. But they would have become Canadian and they would have had the opportunities of living a fulfilled life. Unfortunately, politics and power got in the way and that was robbed. Um, but the picture of that he too was found washed ashore face down and you know, a tiny human a three-year-old uh humanized the whole situation and studies found that right after that picture went viral donations spiked from around the world to help uh refugees and um but soon after the 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 donations dwindled media coverage has dwindled we don't read a lot about the syrian war now and you know, migrants are still trying to find their way to Europe, but we don't read, we don't hear much about it as much as we did a few years ago. Um, now headlines are mostly dominated on, on websites like BBC. Now headlines are mostly dominated by, by, by the U.S. border, by the Mexico-U.S. border migrant crisis, for example, or whatever Trump is up to. Um, so two very similar images caused the same kind of reaction have caused the same kind of reaction in society globally. Um, Trump has been uh, clamping down on illegal migrants ever since he came into power, but it was always this like politic. It is still a politicized issue, but it was something people were not able to put visuals on what is happening, right? Um, and now, um, and now people have a visual of what is actually happening. Um, and another thing that came to mind, and this, uh, yeah, another thing that came to mind when I was uh, when I was reading this is like the importance of good journalism and also photography, photojournalism. Um, there, there are two sides to it. The way I see it, it's great that um, that a photographer was present and was able to take this picture of this father daughter also Alan Curdy. Then there's another picture of a little baby girl holding, crying at the U.S. border. Uh, her mom is talking to a police officer and she's like, she's crying and she's only, she's reaching her mother's, the, half of her mother's calf. That's how she, tall she is. And and there there's a picture, uh, that picture is also super uh, viral online. Um, another uh, medium to understand the, the U.S.-Mexico border migrant crisis. Um, so on one hand, we have journalists and photographers trying to, uh, attempting to tell us what's happening in the world and, and humanize the situation, perhaps with photographs like these. On the other hand, um, um, on the other hand, I can only imagine um, what it must have been like for the photographer to stand there taking a picture, knowing that this is going to uh, you know, 
put him or her, I'm not sure who took these photographs, uh, in the news because as the photographer of this picture, he or she is going to get a little bit of fame, um, if not online or in big numbers, at least in the media photo circles. Uh, people will call him or her to uh, go on gigs and he, she will get a job as a result. So uh, I, I can only imagine what the photographers who clicked these particular pictures must have felt like in that moment, clicking a picture, knowing that they, they can't do anything, you know, and it's the occupational existentialist ha um, has a hazard. Is that the word I'm looking for? Occupational hazard. Yeah. Occupational existential hazard. Anyways. Um, and it reminded me of Kevin Carter, um, the South African photojournalist who is unfortunately, or I don't even know, fortunately, unfortunately, he's well known uh, for a photograph he took in 1993 in, uh, during a famine in Sudan. Um, um, he won a Pulitzer Prize for it and he did commit suicide after winning the prize. The picture, as we all know, is about this uh, vulture in the background uh, eyeing this girl who is probably on her last breaths and she's, she's so skinny. You can see her ribs. She's emaciated. Um, and he's eyeing her and she, she's unable to get to the food bank and the, I, I, um, we spoke about this in my master's journalism masters, you know, the, the two sides of, of doing this job. Uh, Kevin Carter took this picture. Um, could he have saved her was the question um, because she died, the baby girl died and, and he, uh, he probably couldn't handle, couldn't cope with the, with the horrors of what he saw. And maybe, maybe that's why it led to his own suicide after winning, um, um, after winning a Pulitzer prize for that, for that very photograph. So that's Kevin Carter. Um, so that is all I wanted to talk about today. I have, I feel a bit heavy myself and uh, these, these things are so telling of the human condition um, at this, at one, on, on the one hand where, you know, society came, communities and society came together to help baby India, help Simon Childs, the so-called homeless man uh, found sleeping in McDonald's booth. And then also these images um, that had, they have gotten support. All, all these people have gotten support. So ultimately, um, you know, think there, there's positivity, um, positivity here. Um, so I wonder if it's, I wonder if in order to move humans, we need to excite their emotions in certain ways um, because, and now I'm going to digress and I will end sitting here in Canada. For example, it's so hard for me to now relate to, um, you know, vulnerable children in India because I haven't seen them in so, so long. So the more time I spend here, the more distant I am becoming from their problems. And it's easy to understand why it's so hard to feel moved when kids, young women, young boys are dying of gun violence in Central American countries like Honduras, El Salvador, when in fact they could be uh, exploring other opportunities in place in, in other places. Um, and that's the reason why their parents and they migrate into countries like 
the state so that they can have the chance uh, they can have better chances and better opportunities that other people around the world are getting. And unfortunately, their own politics and politicians and governments are not letting them do that. Anywho, that was What's Up World. Um, I'm definitely going to get social media started this weekend. Um, so I would love if anyone's hearing these, listening to these podcasts, I would love to uh, I would love some comments. Um, maybe something we can talk about. I'm also looking for more guests on my show. I'm also looking for a co-host. So I'm gonna get on there so that we can talk. Otherwise, I am available on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Shreya, S-H-R-E-Y-A underscore Kalra, K-A-L-R-A. So say hi if you listen to any of my podcasts. Otherwise, if you're in Toronto, have a great weekend. The weather is so nice today. Anywhere else in the world, if you're in India, I know it's hot, but I believe monsoons have hit. So enjoy the rain. Um, anywhere else in the world, stay warm, stay, stay happy, uh, stay peaceful, and have a great weekend. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.